0: All right, live from 990, Elphant, Wissahickon Realtors, sitting in the podcast booth with Rachel Riley, top producing agent. Yeah, oh, we're getting down. Take my <laughs> Sing, it. Road Sing it. Sing it. All right.
1: All right.
0: All right, we're here at the live podcast booth.
1: I thought this was a karaoke. It might here.
0: be with a song like that, but uh, I'm. I need to ask you right off the top. Why did I asked you? You know, you want a song to intro to. That was the song. What are we thinking?
1: I mean, that song's been on my mind lately. Um, it's my six year old's favorite song right now, so I have to listen to it every time we're in the car. Right. And he just asked his piano teacher. Um, for that to be the next song that he learns so he can play at the next recital. Oh, man, that's killer. I'm pretty stoked about that. So
0: it's like in your head all day, every day now, right? Yep. Yeah, it's a catchy tune, which actually, you know, brings us to maybe why we're sitting here, because you're talking about your six-year-old. One of the questions I wanted to ask you is that you are a master of of work-life balance, right? You have young children, you're in real estate. Tell me a little bit about that, maybe why real estate is the right career in that way, or how it works for you.
1: Well, I didn't get into real estate um, thinking this would be a great career to have if I'm going to have a family, kids, et cetera, one day, Um, but it did did work out um, like that. It's been... um, So you
0: didn't have kids when you got into real estate? No. Okay. I I didn't even know
1: if I wanted to have kids when I got into real estate. I was 25 and I just... You know, I wanted to uh, invest in some properties because I was um, in between career ideas. Yeah. Uh, I just moved back from New York after going broke, and I was like, hmm, I need to come up with some kind of sustainable plan. So, New York will break you. It did. It did. (laughs) I still like it. I just don't want to live there. Great
0: place to visit. (laughs) Agreed.
1: And if I live in Philadelphia, I can afford to do fun things when I go to New York.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah.
1: So um, I moved back to Philly and I said, I'm going to get my real estate license so that I can represent myself and invest in some properties, sure. um, create some cash flow while I figured out the rest of my life. And once I got my license, um, I found out you have to hang that at a broker, right. a broker's office. Um, you can't
0: just put it in your pocket. Yeah. Who yeah. knew? <laughs>
1: um, so I then had to find a broker to hang my license at. And they said, you know what, just just take some clients on, just do some floor time, see if you like it. And, sure. um, I worked with a few clients and, um, I ended up really loving it. And yeah. I didn't buy my first property for a few months cause I had to save some money to do that. Sure. Um, and that's kind of in between getting my license and buying my first property, I decided I really love working with clients and I'm just going to keep doing this until I don't love it anymore. And I'm almost 15 and here years here you are loving it. Almost 15 years later.
0: And maybe loving it even more now that you can balance the work and family. Now, you know, I understand in the beginning of your career you weren't with the family part, right? But coming into it and having a family during the course of your amazing career, by the way, you know, you're finding that you can have the balance with this type of career, Right.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, I am a little bit of a workaholic, and because I love my job so much, I I don't like to say no to clients when they want to get out there and look at properties, um, or if I get you know a lead for a listing. I, I want to say yes all the time, um, but now that I have kids, I have a reason to be home certain hours of the day. Sure. Um, but what's so great is the flexibility in making my own schedule. I can still work a lot. But I can be home for all of the really important things. I can work all morning, early afternoon, still be there for pickup from school, do the which homework. Which is great. It, yeah, which yeah, that's is, a fun huge. part of the day, right. pick up at school. Yes.
0: <laughs> no, it's just great that you can be there. Right, you know, that's I mean, what most, I mean. Most people in a nine-to-five cubicle kind of job... You can't do that, right?
1: That's right. That's right. And I can be with my kids for, I think, that really important time of day when they're decompressing from school, help them with homework, be there for dinner. And you know what? It's okay if I go out. Luckily, I have a wonderful husband that supports my career. Um, And so if I go out after dinner one or two days a week to go, you know, meet with clients. It's okay. Sure. And I feel like that kind of rounds out my day. I don't feel like I, I took a half day if I'm Just, working both um, during the day and then again in the evening.
0: I always like to say that we work when they don't and we work when they do, right? If they're working nine to five, we're working like nine to five in real estate, you know, and then when they're not working, we're showing them houses, right? So we're kind of working all the time, but. As you said, there's pockets of time where you can navigate your own independent schedule, right? And that certainly benefits family life, to say the least.
1: It does. Um, I also, something my husband said to me recently, because I do feel like I'm working all the time. Um, and I take breaks from work, but I'm answering my phone or I'm checking emails or responding to texts. And we were discussing how much, um, you know, my my work persona, which is very you know, authentic, I think, and, sure. and similar to my, my private persona, how sure. much they kind of spill into each other. And I, I really feel like I'm just the same person all the time. Sure. Um, which is good. Again, I, I do Would feel, he agree with
0: you. Yes, yeah. I
1: think so. <laughs> um, but I, I don't want to ever seem like that person that's always on.
0: Right. Right. In a,
1: in a false way. Sure. Um,
0: I find that, uh, yeah. And knowing you, you are very authentic and I think that sincerity comes through and I think it's a big probably a big part of your success too because people unconsciously recognize it and gravitate towards it right
1: well that's really nice of you to say um, and that actually makes me think of one of my favorite aspects of of being an agent is being able to pick and choose the people that you work with sure. I mean I guess once you reach a certain level of success you can be a little pickier. But I truly feel about most of my clients that they're people I would love to spend time with even when we're not looking at houses. Um, No one has that much of a luxury of time to be able to do that with all their clients. But it just makes you, it it reiterates that you're kind of doing the right thing in life if you enjoy not just what you're doing, but who you're doing it with all the time.
0: That's great. It's a lifestyle business and you're living the lifestyle, to say the least. All right. I like to do point counterpoint. It's where I like to say something, and you have to argue the counterpoint. We're going to talk industry talk, though, for a second. We talked a lot about clients and work family, but I want to talk industry. My point, and you're going to have to argue the counterpoint, is that technology is the cure-all of real estate.
1: That is so easy to argue for me. Is
0: it? Okay, because people will say that technology is really the thing that you have to have, and it's, the, you know, it's going to get rid of real estate agents, and it's going to phase us out. What do you think?
1: I hear that argument, um, and I hope that all those people are wrong. The thing is, everybody has technology now. It's at everybody's fingertips. It's how we're recording this podcast. I am kind of an old-fashioned style agent, though, okay. because I I think that it, it would be a travesty to lose the in-person,
0: sure. the
1: hand-holding, the eye contact, um, specifically in residential real estate. Sure, you know, we all work with investors, um, but most of the time we're working with homeowners that are making huge decisions that are extremely personal to their family's needs um, and who they are as people. And I think that technology is never going to stand up to the human touch when it comes to helping people make those decisions and being a trusted advisor.
0: Sure. I think you won me over. I know that I did. You said you liked to debate right Mm -hmm. well you did a pretty good job i think you got me
1: thank you i accept
0: and i believe you what do i win i agree (laughs) you win a podcast free podcast what i I always wanted i think we're gonna end it there's anything else you want to tell this amazing audience that's listening to us
1: to that one person that's listening to (laughs) us person right you you are officially the president of our fan club
0: (laughs) right you're signed up all right we're gonna go out Clad kind of got the booze, it's black in the back, Riding on horses, horse
1: You like a man, bitch. Riding in the back,
0: been up off that porch now. Nah, can't nobody tell me nothing.